Amateur Radio Newsline, report number 2395, with a release date of Friday, September 22nd, 2023, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A club goes QRT after vandals destroy their equipment. Hams in Latvia celebrate the mechanical key. And Hams, it's almost time to head for the bunkers in the UK. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2395 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. We begin this week with the story of a ham radio club in Canada that is struggling with the loss of important radio equipment that was the heart and soul of the group. We hear about them from Cell MB, KB3TZD. The Cambridge Amateur Radio Club, VE3SWR, went QRT earlier this month following a break-in at the shed where the club stores its equipment. The Kitchener-Waterloo Amateur Radio Club helped get them back on the air. While the Cambridge Club sorts out the damage and the losses from the early September incident, members have been given use of the Kitchener-Waterloo Club's equipment and repeaters. Harry Neeson, VE3HZ, president of the Kitchener Club, told the CBC that it was natural for the club to open its doors to help fellow hams. According to a story on the CBC website, Scott Mitchell, VA3GGT, president of the Cambridge Club, said that the club's electric generator went missing along with numerous tools after the break-in. Part of the storage shed had been set on fire and the club's repeaters suffered smoke damage. The club's duplexer had been thrown to the other side of the shed and was destroyed. Scott said he discovered the damage in early September after going to the shed to check on why the club repeater had not been on the air for a few days. He thought perhaps the extreme heat in that part of Canada had caused the shutdown. Temperatures were 40 degrees Celsius, including the humidity index. Scott posted on the club's Facebook page that although much of the shed was ransacked, quote, thankfully our repeaters were the only thing they didn't break into. The incident has been reported to police. According to a report on iHeartRadio Canada, the losses and damage are estimated at between $2,000 and $3,000. This is Cell Envy, KB3, TZD. In Maine, hams are getting ready to take on a life-saving project that addresses a need in one part of the region of the state. Andy Morrison, K9EWM, fills us in. An amateur radio club in Maine says there is something important missing in one region of Aroostook County, an emergency amateur radio tower. The group, the Caribou Emergency Amateur Radio Service, plans to change that. Members are raising the estimated $35,000 they will need to build a 190-foot tower filling the radio void that exists between Caribou and the St. John Valley. The Hams plan to install the tower on a 1.5-acre plot of land donated by Caribou Emergency Amateur Radio Service President T.H. Merritt, KL5YJ, and his wife Terry. They say the land's high altitude makes it an especially good location for a tower. When completed, this will be the Caribou Group's fourth tower for use by area hams for communication every day and in emergency situations. The new tower will also be a welcome addition to communicators around the region, according to Darren Woods, KC1ERZ, the director of Aroostook's Emergency Management Agency. 
He told the Bangor, Maine Daily News that all first responders in the area will benefit from having this kind of expanded radio access in a crisis. The funds being raised are expected to cover the cost of the tower, a backup generator that relies on solar and battery power, and other items. The Caribou Radio Group, which is a nonprofit organization, has also applied for an $8,590 community safety grant from the local utility Versant Power to purchase a repeater. This is Andy Morrison, K9AWM. The Amateur Radio Operator's Toolkit for Disaster Assistance usually consists of towers, radios, antennas, and other communications equipment. Now, one club in Missouri has just added a new device, one that communicates with the heart. Randy Sly, W4XJ, brings us the details. The Sedalia Pettis Amateur Radio Club has a new addition to its emergency communications trailer. It's an AED, an Automated External Defibrillator which is capable of restoring the heart's natural rhythm in case of cardiac arrest. The small device was donated by an organization called Wear Red for Women, which raised the funds to buy it during a luncheon and auction earlier this year. The club's vice president, Richard Camerand, KE0QYA, told local media that the AED will be placed in the emergency communications trailer that hams use during disaster drills as well as real emergencies. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. You may have worked the Latvian contest group YL1ZX in any number of major contests in the band over the course of any year. Well, now those same hams are involved in another activity, one that its members have organized as kind of a celebration. We hear about it from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Something special will be happening on 80 metres in a few short weeks. It's a celebration of the mechanical key used by many CW operators. This one-hour activity featuring bugs, side swipers and straight keys will encourage amateurs to shake the dust off on the 13th of October and engage in as many QSOs as they can using a simple exchange. The activity frequencies will be between 3.520 and 3.560 MHz. Operators will be calling CQMK, of course, for mechanical key. This is the third activity of this kind that the group will have hosted this year in the hopes of recognising these keys' increasing popularity. For details and to see the operator's simple exchange, see the link that can be found in the text version of this week's newscast. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. The ham radio community can once again be proud of some of the award winners being recognized by the Radio Club of America. Who are they? Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, tells us. A number of amateur radio operators are being recognized by the Radio Club of America for their contributions to radio and the wireless community. Ruth Willett, KM4LAO, was chosen as the first recipient of the Radio Club of America's Carol Perry Young Professional Award. According to the RCA website, her selection was based on her work with the RCA's Youth Activities Program and recognizes her pursuit of a career in the wireless industry. Ruth previously received the RCA's Young Achiever Award while she was an undergraduate at Kettering University in Michigan. 
The other recipients include Ray Novak in 9JA of ICOM America, who will receive RCA's Special Service Award. Tim Duffy, K3LR, the CEO of DX Engineering, is being recognized for products their business has provided to the wireless industry. They will join a number of others at an awards banquet in November in Denver, Colorado. The RCA has also announced the inauguration of two awards named for scientists prominent in the field of radio. The awards are named for entrepreneur and scientist Ulrich Rohde, N1UL, DJ2LR, and Nobel Prize winning radio astronomer Arno Penzias. The first recipients will be named next year. The Ulrich L. Rohde Award for Innovation in Applied Radio Science and Engineering recognizes innovation and major contributions to wireless communications. The Arno A. Penzias Award for Contributions to Basic Research in the Radio Sciences recognizes research in RF and related subjects. This is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. If your heart is set on getting that elusive Worked All States Award and the state of Wyoming is still missing from your log, wait no longer. Special event station W7Y will be listening for you from September 22nd to October 2nd. When operators around the state call QRZ, what they're really saying is, come and get Wyoming, which just happens to be the name of the event being organized by the Shy Y Amateur Radio Club. Just as in previous years, Wyoming contacts are out there for the taking, so get on the air and go for it. For additional details, visit QRZ.com and look for W7Y. Come and get Wyoming. It's time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the Montgomery Amateur Radio Club's KV3B repeater in Rockville, Maryland, on Sundays at 7.30 p.m. local time. What's better than camping out with friends and radios? How about camping out with more friends and more radios? That's why three Wisconsin amateurs are sharing their annual autumn tradition with the immediate world. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, tells us what's going on. In autumn, you'll find Michael, KB9VBR, Travis, W9HDG, and Joe, KD9CJX, in the park together, camping and calling CQ as they have done for a few years now. This year, as October rolls around, they've decided to put out another call, a QST to anyone and everyone in the area who will be visiting to join them at the Clear Lake Campground in Northern Highlands American Legion State Forest. That park carries the POTA designation K7260, so you know what that means. The three ham hosts are calling this the inaugural Wisconsin Ham Radio POTA Campout, and it's taking place on October 13th through the 15th. According to the event website, you can activate as much or as little as you like, and use any mode you wish. Come for the weekend or just for the day. However, if you're going to camp, you'll need to make a reservation through the Wisconsin State Parks system. If you want to attend, you can use the contact form on the event website or email Michael directly. His email address and the campout website both appear in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. Oh, and arrive prepared for the kind of outdoor weather that mid-October in Wisconsin can bring. The campout even has its own official t-shirt and hoodie, with either to be worn, depending on the weather. As for the weather, well, the organizers say this event will take place, rain, or shine, or something else. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. History will come alive next month at numerous military bunkers across the UK. 
This is a radio exercise, not a contest, and organizers hope it will become a popular event every year. We learn more about it from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Throughout October, hams and shortwave listeners around the world are getting a new chance to make contact with hundreds of Royal Observer Corps bunkers throughout the UK, including the Isle of Man. Activators will be stationed all month at these important defence watching posts, just as other hams have done over the years, when the event was managed by a team at castles and stately homes on the air. Organisers of this event are dedicating it to the memory of Chris Darlington, M0DOL, who helped create the programme for the previous group. Chris became a silent key in the spring of 2017. The origins lie with the Coventry Amateur Radio Society, which made Bunker Activations a club event for some four years. Two hams, Brian, G8GMU, and Joshua, M3HBM, accredited with starting the activity as a low-power VHF and UHF exercise. Bunkers, of course, are used as observation posts, and in keeping with that mission, the organisers will be doing just that to see whether this is a viable programme that can be launched in earnest starting in November. Visit the event website at the link that appears in the text version of this week's newscast script at arnewsline.org. This is Jeremy Boot, G4N. In the world of DX, listen for Darren, VK4MAP, operating holiday style as 3D2RAT from Rotuma Island, IOTA number OC 060 until the 29th of September. Darren is using single sideband on 80, 40, 20, 15, 12, and 10 meters. QSL direct to his home call. The Emirates Amateur Radio Society is marking Saudi National Day with a special call sign A60ARS. The station will be on the air through to the 23rd of September. Details are available at qrz.com. The call sign A91ARS will also be on the air through the 23rd, operating by the Bahrain Amateur Radio Society. QSL via EC6DX. Listen for John, AG7N, using the call DL slash AG7N as he operates holiday style from Norderney Island, EU 047, through to the 23rd of September. Listen to 20 meters when he will be using CW. CQRZ.com for details. Vincent, K6WK, is operating holiday style as FO slash K6WK from two islands in French Polynesia. He is on Morea, IOTA number OC-046, from the 25th of September to the 1st of October. And then he is moving on to Rangiroa, IOTA number OC-066, where he will be operating from the 2nd to the 16th of October. He will be using single sideband, CW, FT8 slash FT4, on the HF bands and 6 meters. CQRZ.com for QSL details. In our last story, we introduce a prominent figure in radio astronomy, the late Australian researcher Joe Pawsey. How big are his contributions? As we hear from Graham Kemp, VK4BB, they're as big as the universe itself. It took 15 years and the efforts of three authors on two continents to complete the project. But the fruits of their labour would likely have brought a smile to Australian radio astronomer Joe Pawsey. His biography has just been published. W.M. Goss, Claire Hooker and Ronald D. Eckers collaborated on the book. 
Joe Pawsey and the founding of Australian Radio Astronomy. On Wednesday, the 27th of September, scientists at the National Radio Astronomy Observatory in New Mexico are preparing to celebrate the author's achievement, which maps the researcher's life and work and its relevance to radio astronomy today. The story tracks the researchers' earlier studies following the Second World War when Joe Pawsey was at the helm of Australia's first radio astronomy research group. He is credited with inspiring the creation of the Radio Astronomy Group of the Radio Physics Laboratory at Australia's National Science Agency in Sydney. The book explains how his study of the interference between radio waves later paved the way for creation of the Very Large Array, antennas that create a single telescope spanning great distances. The book launch, like the book itself, has also spanned great distances. In July, the Pawsey Supercomputing Research Centre in Perth hosted the event in his native Australia, a nation whose profile he helped elevate in the world of science. As Ronald Eckers writes on the NRAO website, the book explains how an isolated continent with limited resources grew to be one of the international leaders in the study of radio astronomy and the design of instruments to do so. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. For copies of the book, please see the link in the text version of this week's newscast on arnewsline.org. What's the one ham radio competition you can enter without turning your rig on? The Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. In the spirit of fun and perhaps a little bit of literary adventure, we've been inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you will find a submission form. Use it to send in your most poetic offering that follows the traditional haiku form. First line is five syllables, second line is seven syllables, and the finishing third line has another five syllables. We cannot accept any other formats. Our team will pick from the best submissions that follow the 575 syllable rule and represent the love of amateur radio. Your prize? For now, bragging rights, and a featured spot on the Haiku for Amateur Radio Newsline website. We may have a surprise for you at the end of the year, however, so visit our website at arnewsline.org and take a look at this week's winning ham radio haiku. If you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. Now, we're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, the ARRL, Bangor Daily News, the BBC, Bunkers on the Air, CBC, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, Facebook, 425DX News, iHeartRadio, Latvian Contest Group, the National Radio Astronomy Observatory, QRZ.com, Radio World, Robert Bragg, WY7AA, the Sedalia Democrat, shortwaveradio.de, Wireless Institute of Australia, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that does incur expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, 
I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved.